Welcome to Psalms Cast. Today is the sixth day of December 2020. I am Denise. Okay, brothers and sisters, today is the day that we are blessed with where we can calibrate ourselves back to the Lord's divine plan for our life. The way that I personally do this is on each Sunday, I humbly lay the baggage I've been dragging around throughout the last week at the Lord's altar. I admit to Him that I am not able to fix the broken, the forgotten, or the mistakes. And then I hit a mental reset button and pick up the brand new pristine white canvas that the Lord offers to me. He offers this to me each Sunday with a gentle reminder that it is my choices and my decisions over the next six, seven days, which maths out to about 160 hours, that will determine what picture is sketched on that canvas at the end of the week. Will it be a beautiful masterpiece of praise and worship to my beloved Lord, or will I use that canvas as a scratch pad to vent my frustration, my anger, and my rage? The choice is truly in my control. And truthfully, I'm just one hot mess when left on my own, which is why I am so thankful for the gift of the Holy Spirit that Jesus asked the Father to send us when He ascended into heaven. The Holy Spirit is God within. It is the power. It is the Spirit of the living God instructing me how to live life well according to God's rules and God's commands instead of the designs of man. When the Spirit is in control of the navigation of my life, I experience peace, joy, and love, even in the midst of hardship. And when Denise is driving, well, often, okay, just stick around long enough and you'll witness that aspect. I'm so excited about this next week, not because anything fabulous or fantastic is happening, because I get to come here each day to read five chapters of God's amazing Psalms. This week, our source document for the Word of God is the English Standard Version of the Bible. Today, we will journey through Psalm 6, Psalm 36, Psalm 66, Psalm 96, and Psalm 126. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, the Lord instructed me to circle back through Matthew chapter 11 to take a closer look at the last three verses of the chapter. This information is essential to life at the moment as the weight of our current yoke continues to get more restrictive. So let's take a brief moment to center ourselves and invite the Lord to be the focus. Father in heaven, we come humbly here into your presence seeking you. We ask that you would pour into our life your truth. We are desperately seeking you for hope. We are seeking your peace, and we are seeking the joy that can only come from you. Open our hearts and open our minds. Allow our lives to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 6 O Lord, deliver my life. A Psalm of David. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. 
Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who can give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. Psalm 36 How precious is your steadfast love of David, the servant of the Lord. Transgression speaks to the wicked deep in his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of his mouth are trouble and deceit. He has ceased to act wisely and do good. He plots trouble while on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not reject evil. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. O continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your righteousness to the upright of heart. Let not the foot of arrogance come upon me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the evildoers lie fallen. They are thrust down, unable to rise. Psalm 66 How awesome are your deeds! Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of His name. Give to Him glorious praise. Say to God, How awesome are your deeds! So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in His deeds towards the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in Him, who rules by His might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. 
Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you, which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals. With the smoke of the sacrifice of rams, I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Psalm 96 Worship and the Splendor of Holiness Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous work among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult in everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 126. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negeb. 
those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. So some stuff happened on Saturday afternoon in overnight last night that has left me unsettled. All is well, but it's taken a bit to catch my breath and get this to you. Heavenly Father, we humbly, gratefully thank you for not abandoning us in the midst of the chaos and the confusion of this year, 2020. What a year. And yet, you have allowed things to totally unravel and in some cases to crash, burn, and to be utterly destroyed. We struggle, Lord, and often our minds want to bail out the water of our sinking craft that we have spent our entire life building and protecting. And in the blink of an eye, a decision was made by others, and all that we held Deer is gone, or just a pile of ashes or a ruinous heap. We thank you for your living word that stands the test of time and that is speaking into these moments if we will but turn our eyes away from the wreckage and look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, our Redeemer. You are the only one that saves us, Jesus. We cannot fix our solutions. So, Lord, I ask that you would provide for our needs for this day and for the days ahead. Please illuminate any darkness in our lives so that we will see your hand, your provision, and your mercy and grace, and in that moment be able to worship you to sing a new song to you in the midst of our ashes and our broken lives. You are greater than this momentary hurt. Show us how to take up what you offer, Jesus, to put on your yoke and to learn from you how to live into our new realities in a way that brings glory to God and points others to the good news of salvation. We ask today that you would continue this work that you began in each one of us. We are hungry, we are thirsty, and we want more. We want more of you. Enable us to fully know, to fully comprehend and fully receive all that you will put before us today. Holy Spirit, we humbly ask that you would be active in our lives, teaching us that stuff that we need to get out of our life today that does not bring glory and honor to God. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Now for those who desire to go deeper into God's word, at the very end of the podcast, we are circling back to take another tour through Matthew 11. Today we will consider what it means to be heavy laden as well as Jesus' offer of his yoke. If you would like to reach out, to connect, to say hi, to ask questions, to request prayer, or to request a free Bible, for those in the United States, call or text. The number is 470-240-1509. 
If you're outside the United States, I encourage you to use WhatsApp, which is like a texting program, which is free. The WhatsApp number is 1470-240-1509. You can also connect or message through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Parlor. That's it for today, guys. I'm Denise. I love you. I am praying for you. And God willing, I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Matthew chapter 11. Hey friends, welcome to the part of the podcast where we often drill down and explore a chapter of the Bible wherever the Lord directs. Over the last, say, eight days, the Lord has been stirring in me to consider a couple of verses that are in this chapter, especially where Jesus invites us to take His yoke upon us. Have you ever considered what this means? Is this something you personally are doing in your life? Is Jesus' yoke part of your testimony? So let's dive into this chapter again. As I read, simply allow God's words to wash over you and through you, and trust the Holy Spirit to help you unpack what is here. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Matthew chapter 11 Messengers from John the Baptist When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sights and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the one who is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. For in the days of John the Baptist, until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces 
and calling to their playmates, We play the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Woe to unrepentant cities. Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom than for you. Come to me and I will give you rest. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you the least bit concerned about Jesus' return to earth? Are you looking towards that day in a sense of anticipation? And do you know what Jesus' purpose will be to do in the hour that he returns? Throughout his word, he speaks of judgment. And Jesus points to, in this chapter, to three pagan cities that will have it more tolerable than those cities where God's people were supposed to be living lives devoted to the living God. Judgment is real. And in two of the Psalms today, they spoke to God's judgment. God's judgment is fair. It is right. And it will be equitable. But the verses that the Lord keeps placing before me are the last three verses. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm just curious. Are you personally struggling under the burdens that have been added to your life in 2020? Has 2020 left you wasted and uncertain? Verse 28 speaks to those who labor and are heavy laden. 
There's a website I often use called Word Hippo. Whenever I am pondering word meanings, I jump over there to look at synonyms and antonyms. Yes, I am totally a word geek. A synonym is a word or phrase with a meaning that is the same or very similar to another word or phrase. And an antonym basically is the opposite or a word or a phrase that has the opposite meaning of another word or phrase. Because the Bible was written eons ago, and language adapts to society, sometimes what a phrase means actually has layers. And when we look at the different layers, we gain a greater understanding and a greater appreciation for what is before us here in God's Word. Okay, I need to say this. To be clear, nothing I say has a thus saith the Lord before it or after it. Whatever I share is from how the Holy Spirit has taught me. God's word should always be the primary source of learning, not other people, other man's words, because they're mere humans who have egos and who are flawed. So what does labor mean. Within the word hippo synonyms, it breaks it down by context. And for labor, golly goodness, it runs the gamut. So I chose two that have to do with what was happening in Jesus' world within the culture of Israel and within the Jewish faith at that time. I chose two that fit this verse. And the first is a state of bondage, slavery, or subjugation to another person. The synonyms are servitude, bondage, yoke, captivity, restraint, oppression, confinement, shackles, tyranny, persecution, exploitation, custody, restraints, prison, disenfranchism, subordination, isolation, quarantine. There were probably a hundred others. The opposite or antonyms of a state of bondage, slavery, or subjugation to another person are freedom, liberty, entertainment, fun, independence, liberation, emancipation, license, release, and restitution. So there was a second context that I wanted to look at as well, and that is the state or condition of being difficult, difficulty, hardship, stress, aggravation, strife, struggle, trouble, anxiety, bother, frustration, grievance, pressure, worry, bafflement, trials and tribulation, mental burden, adversity, misfortune, tribulation, oppression, distress, affliction, destitution, calamity, torment, want, persecution, deprivation, poverty, ruination, disaster. And likewise, we'll look at the opposites again as well. The opposites of a state or condition of being difficult is ease, luxury, freedom, comfort, unconcern, composure, unrestraint, relaxedness, no difficulty, no trouble, no bother. 
So the second half focuses on heavy laden. What does heavy laden really mean? Let's see what word hippo has to offer. And this one, good news, is much more straightforward. There are only two contexts. Heavy laden either means heavy as in weight or heavy laden as in consumed by stress, worry, and anxiety. And again, we look at Jesus' audience and his culture, and the second one fits. So we focus on the synonyms and anonyms for the second of these. The synonyms for consumed by stress, worry, or anxiety include burdened, distraught, encumbered, troubled, weighed down, anxious, stressed, harassed, beleaguered, overburdened, haggard, oppressed, worried, hassled, under pressure, grim, fraught, hampered, stuck, mired, disadvantaged, downtrodden, tyrannized, browbeaten, maltreated, crushed, exploited, persecuted, abused, helpless, ill-treated, distressed, repressed, at one's mercy, under one's thumb, ground down. Likewise, we look at the antonyms or the opposites of heavy laden. The opposites would be carefree, nonchalant, casual, unworried, unconcerned, untroubled, relaxed, cool, secure, calm, unanxious, unbothered, serene, laid back, easygoing, happy-go-lucky, free and easy, and at ease. So in verse 29, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. What is a yoke? Something that we are not very familiar with in the United States. And by the way, it's spelled Y-O-K-E, not Y-O-L-K, which is an egg yoke. Because of our culture, we use mechanical farming methods such as tractors, so we don't generally see the instrument called a yoke being used or seen. So a yoke is generally known as a device that joins animals together to pull great weight, or it can be something else that everyone around the world has been struggling with this year in 2020. Here are a set of definitions I came upon last week while we were drilling down and looking at various verses where yoke was described within God's Word. These three give us a bit more clarity. Yoke as a singular noun If you say that people are under the yoke of a bad thing or person, you mean that they are forced to live in a difficult or an unhappy state because of a thing or person. And then some of the synonyms for that list oppression, slavery, bondage, and servitude. And then a yoke can also be a countable noun, such as a yoke is a long piece of wood tied across the necks of two animals, such as oxen, in order to make them walk close together when they are pulling a plow. And then the last one for yoke is known as a transitive verb 
If two or more people or things are yoked together, that means that they're forced to be closely linked with each other. Tomorrow we'll continue this.